Before we get too far into the podcast, thank you to Racetech, Racetech.com. And uh, check them out, man. Pulp 22 is a code to save. Get your bike working better. Suspension, motors, zombie blows. Uh, the solitaire guys using Racetech, Racetech.com. And uh, they've got a lot of service centers all across America. And if you listen to Pulp MX, you could tell them that. You could save some money. Treat your bike with some love, and it'll treat you back. Racetech. Thanks, guys. On to the show. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, Seattle Supercross Review. Thanks for listening. Thank you to our sponsors, of course, Fly Racing, the great Fly Racing. Tough night for Fly on the track, but off the track, they have a lot of stuff going on at Seattle. And also, just go to motorsport.com and check it out if you want to. Uh, they have styles. They have colors. They have price ranges that will suit your needs. Formula Helmet is amazing as well. Great helmet, and they've got new shells uh, introduced this year with different price points. So, same great safety features, same great looking. Uh, it's quiet. It's amazing helmet. The folks at Formula, a lot of racers are running it. Uh, thank you to Fly Racing. Also, thank you to Renthal. Maxis, motorsport.com, and of course, Cobalinks uh, as well, and Onyx Maps. Renthal, Hunter Lawrence taking his Renthal uh, equipped Honda to the win, uh, whether it's a 7 8 bar, whether it's a fat bar, fat bar 36. Renthal will have you dialed in. They have a real cool website with lots of. Uh, 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 charts where you can put in what kind of bar bend you want. They'll recommend what bar bend of Renthal you would need. Renthal.com, grips, chains, sprockets, right? All of that stuff. Uh, mountain bikes, uh, bars, carbon bars for mountain bikes, aluminum bars. Renthal.com, thank you to those guys. When Red Bull KTM and when Monster Energy Kawasaki and Honda use Renthal, you know that the product is amazing, and I'm sure a lot of you people have used Renthal as well. And Maxxis Tires, uh, Cade Clayson, Alex Ray in the main event with their Maxxis-equipped SGB Maxxis Honda uh, bikes and doing well with that. Mountain Bike Tires, MXSTs developed by Jeremy McGrath, who uh, probably talk a little bit more about that with McGrath uh, at, a, at an event here coming up soon. Uh, Maxxis.com for more information on that. All right, let's get into Seattle. First up, uh, he was there this weekend. Uh, he came all the way out for the... Uh, Fly Racing Yamaha live show on Friday night in Renton, Washington, and then stuck around for the race as well. Uh, almost got in trouble for his press pass credential uh, ask. It's Jason Y again. What's up, Weege? Yeah. That uh, was a grand weekend of, of meeting ups from people from all over the world. I don't know why Seattle, but that was the one. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot, lot, lot of stuff going on for sure. Uh, also on the line, he's a Montreal Supercross champion. He's a German Supercross champion uh, working for Fly Racing and flyracing.com. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? I also came all the way out 
to Seattle for the Fly Racing and Yamaha Live Show. Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, we, we had Adam Wheeler there from On Track Off-Road, a real journalist, real, real uh, big deal in the sport, a terrific rider. Uh, came all the way from Europe to Seattle, didn't go to Boston or Atlanta or anything like that, but went all the way to Seattle. Adam Wheeler did. Um, it's and- really not that much further. Like, we kind of talked about this very briefly. It's maybe an hour further flight from uh, to Seattle just because, like, curvature of the earth and all that. An hour, though? Yeah. No, really. It's it's. I mean, okay, maybe Boston would be the one outlier, but, like, the flight from Europe to Seattle versus a flight from Europe to Atlanta is, like, literally an hour further. Hmm. I'll do some investigation on that. Uh, James Lissamore was there, too. Hadn't been to a race in a couple of years. Uh, my buddy Liss, photographer from Canada. So it's good to see Lissamore and uh, really fun to have that live show. We had Alex Martin and Carson Brown and uh, – both good guests, Weege. Both those guys were good guests. Yeah, it really was. You want to thank me for the suggestions, right? Was it me? What? Was it me? Uh, yeah. No, it was only you for the uh, Troll Train. Okay, I suggested Troll Train. Steve was mad because he said, I got Carson Brown, and yep. we did not respond. Yep. And he wanted us to say, awesome, Steve, great job. Maybe the confetti you know, explosion emoji that comes when like someone's birthday. Uh, we did not thank him enough for booking Carson Brown, which did work out amazingly well. Carson Brown is one of those profiteers that's popular, like well beyond his results. Like if anyone follows him on Instagram and you have him in his home race, I mean, dude, he could have done the entire two hours with us. Crowd yeah. effing loves Carson Brown. And that's why when I said to you guys on our group text, I'm going to get Carson Brown and neither one of you replied at all with any thoughts. I'm like, Oh, is this not good? Are they not? Is this I feel bad? like you know me well enough. If I have a, a thought, where I disagree with you, I'm coming in with it, right? So if there's no answer, it's pretty much like I'm good. And I'm then, good here. And then after, there is usually some sort of dissension on my end. True. And then afterwards, when he was such a popular guest, I didn't get any thanks from either one of you about good job. Good job for Carson Brown. You know? So, yeah. Whatever. Um, I'm sorry that you need pats on the back. Yeah. And you need people to love you. And I know it's a cry for help. I understand. <laughs> right. Weez, you want yes. to explain how you, you may get your credential taken away? Yes. Yeah, so uh, um, if folks listen to the Pulp MX show, um, there is a person that provides some questions for you. No one, no one knows the man, uh, Corey Moser. And uh, I got Corey Moser and a friend, press box passes. And even though we don't know Moser, he did participate in a push-up contest with JT, but we don't know him. We don't associate. And then uh, – at 1 o'clock, I was told that Moser and his friend um, were tipsy and wobbly in the pits, and they were the people that I had gotten press box access to, or for. Yeah. Um, yeah. Almost, almost got yanked. Yep, absolutely. Once again, he, he Moser almost ruins everything. And, and then the push-up contest. Yeah, JT, an easy win in the push-up contest. Now, Moser's... Saying you weren't doing complete push-ups, and, and there's lots of bugs. No, Moser about- was not saying this. Moser was not. Oh, uh, well, Moser, Moser, uh, I think conceded that uh, he was losing. I, I will give him credit. There was no pushback from Moser. So, an easy win. How do you feel? Uh, I was pretty sore yesterday. Uh, <laughs> the just go for three minutes as long as you can was, I think, uh, horrible decision making by the uh, the committee. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there was zero chance that we were going for three minutes straight of push-ups. So, uh, but overall, yeah, it was fine. I, I mean, I've been obviously, you know, exercising a lot and all this stuff. So, 
Hard cut. Uh, it was fun. I felt bad, a little bit bad for Moser because he hasn't really been like preparing for this. But it, this was also his idea. It was his like, idea. Yeah. For, no, it was his I didn't idea. ask for this. No, you like, weren't I, saying like, "Hey, man, I could yeah. beat you in a uh, push-up contest." This was Moser's challenge. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, honestly, the committee when we came up with the three-minute rule, the committee was hoping that one of the participants would just roll over and and like lay there and not be able to move. So we were. Hoping- I think we were both there. Wow, we were we were both we wanted we were both at the point of laying over. I couldn't I could not lift like I went to failure. I couldn't do anymore. Right. Wow. Ninety. What'd you do though? Ninety five. Ninety five. Yeah, something like that. Because I wanted to get to a hundred. Kellen screaming at me, and I, I just like my my arms will not move anymore. Kellen, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we had two celebrity celebrity push up counters. Yeah. With uh, our own Kellen Brower from Racer X, and then Adam Wheeler flying all the way over from Spain just yep. to. Count push-ups. Wheeler said, I finally made it. I'm a push-up counter. I finally, <laughs> I finally made it. I'm like, yes, you did, Adam. Can you, ima- like, can, can you imagine what Wheeler is thinking? Like, he's, he's, well, you know, he's like a proper journalist, right? He's well-respected. Um, just Wearing a sweater and a scarf. Everything that we're not, right? Just We, we are janky, <laughs> just clowns when it comes, you know, compared to Adam Wheeler. And we have him counting push-ups in a, uh, some sort of theater in Seattle. Like, he just has to – if you had told him this 15 years ago, that this is where it would end up, mm-hmm. he probably would have just offed himself right then. Yeah, that's great. Um, hey, so a little bit of news before we get in Seattle. It wasn't the most exciting races. They all can't be barn burners. Um, we it just, wasn't good, man. No, it, it, it wasn't. wasn't. It wasn't. Um, Chase Sexton, practice crash. Uh, it, oh. was, it, was, uh, it was horrific. Uh, he seemed like he was okay. I wonder, though, obviously, look, he hit neutral. We saw that. Um, and then uh, I wonder, though, if his beef with Anderson affects, affects him at all, Weege, in that crash. Because he was kind of getting away from Anderson, you know, probably thinking about it a little bit. I don't know. Who, who knows? You can never know. But, yeah. Uh, yes. I, I feel like, okay, maybe not in any one of these examples this year. But we have seen overall an overwhelming number, number of pieces or evidence or facts, whatever you want to say where any one of the riders that gets involved with something eventually either gets it back or has something go wrong. Now, I don't think every one of them is a direct relationship, but it just keeps adding up. Some of the times it has to be true. Yeah, so in this case, Anderson tried – he was putting in his hot lap. We had a split lane that was very narrow, and Sexton was just rolling the track on the outside, and there Anderson wanted to go there. So he squeezed by, maybe even brushed against him, and then Sexton wasn't happy about that. So when Anderson was done with his fast lap, Sexton then – squared him up, and just basically stopped at the exit of a corner to hit Anderson's front wheel, trying to knock him down. And then one lap later, Sexton was over the bars and done. So, I mean, as we're seeing with Barsha has been both sides of the sword, Anderson both sides of the sword, Mookie both sides of the sword, it just seems to be the theme of this year. You can dish it, but karma will come back. I wonder, um, so I was, like, he went into neutral, you watched the replay, and it looked like he came out of the turn in first yep. and then grabbed second and then and I was like wait why are you coming out of that turn in first um but you know these teams sometimes have a really tall first gear that works like a second and then the second uh, gear is like a third gear and so on right uh, custom transmission ratios but I was talking to the Honda guys after and they were saying no it, w- it he was going he knocked it down he was in second and knocked it down by accident or whatever, into neutral. Okay. 
It would it would be a, it was a pretty fast corner to be tripling out of first, yeah. but normally these guys triple out of tight corners in first. Um, I just assume that maybe he just wanted a little bit more rev there or something. But yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was it was clearly a neutral he, incident. Like it was immediately over the bars. He he's taking some hits. Oh my god, god dude. can we like? Can he? We he, just like he needs a week off. Aside for a minute, he needs the week off. There's... Like we need, we need him in this sport, and you can't continue to crash like this. And it, it's going to catch up, right? Yeah. He's been very fortunate yeah. that he hasn't been hurt worse. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's, he needs a week off for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to Cabo this week. Maybe I should just bring him. Yeah, take him. Take him with you. Yeah, just, just hey, man, just lay here, drink some margaritas. Just don't, yeah. don't worry. Because... Don't like. Don't even. Don't switch gears while you're sitting in the swan chair. Don't yeah. you know, try to go quad quad while you're sitting yeah. in the swan chair. I just want you to not move. Yeah, yeah it was a tough deal for Chase Sexton not to have him there, um, and obviously sat out after that. So we had another privateer in the main event, and the good good Seattle track. Weege, I I was thinking like, look, the last time we'd been there was 2019, and honestly, they all blend together for me unless I go back and watch them. So I was talking to a couple of guys about the track and the dirt and how it held up and everything else. And, and you know, I had a few people tell me, no, it was like, to, it was like just like this in 2019 also. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I don't really remember, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, but for – so we had two straight Seattles where everything is held up and everything has been pretty firm and, and all of that. So that's good. Yeah, I heard that listening to your post-race uh, pulpcast on the way back from the airport today. Uh yeah, I think was it even A Ray that said like it was even harder packed. It was hard packed last night for Seattle, but even harder in 2019. So this is kind of the trend. I've got to imagine a little bit is okay. It's shocking, but Seattle we had about a 50 percent chance of rain, and we had a, a few small showers. JT, they're probably overcompensating, right? They're making the track extra hard, extra dry, betting that it's probably going to have to take on some moisture. That's probably why this is happening, right? Yeah, but it was it was pretty tacky, man. Uh, I walked the track on Saturday afternoon. It was like primo traction. I you know I don't think there was uh, some over the top effort to make it dry in case we got rain. I actually thought the dirt was about perfect. You know, if, if rain would have came, it would not have been like oh well, we prepared for this. Like we we kept it drier just in case. Um, it was surprising to hear the riders using the word hard packed. Uh not necessarily. I think it, you know, they got new dirt there in 2019 and I just think it's a little bit harder dirt than say circa 2012 or 20, you know, 2009, for instance, Seattle, it's just a harder compound clay than they used to use. Okay. Uh, I believe Rogers over it hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so Tomac wins five in a row, got the whole shot, his first whole shot of the year, led every lap. Grease that four three three out of the turn, made it look just ridiculously easy, and he's on another level, and he's got a huge points lead, and you like Tomek's the man, Weege. Yeah, sometimes you just got to tip the visor. Uh, I've been saying the points were spread out, but the racing has been very competitive. But uh, this time it was the complete domination run by Eli, and maybe Detroit was just as good because he had to work his way through everybody and make some passes, and he was going to win that one even if Anderson didn't crash. But, uh, I mean, dude, there was the, – the gap was shocking. I don't know how well TV shows it, but if you're there in the stadium like us, the lead he had on those guys. Marsha hung in there for about five minutes. But after that, it was ridiculous how big a lead he had. Yeah. I want to say, like, lap two, I said to Kellen or somebody or Wheeler, I'm like, hey, Barsha, Barsha caught him a little bit. 
you know, like yeah. lap two or three. And then it was, yeah, that, I mean, that was literally it. And then it was over from there. And yeah, he's pretty good, JT. He looks really, really, really fast, Eli Tomek. That 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 four over the over the table was giving a lot of guys fits. If you didn't get it right, you clunked the rest of the section. And there was maybe five guys doing it, right? Six guys doing it. Um, and he just he 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 made it look like child's play. Just yeah, every single lap. Yeah, he had it dialed. I mean, Barsha had it dialed until he didn't. Right. So. Um, but yeah, I, I really think just overall, this is the best, this is the best Eli Tomac we've seen in Supercross. And I know the gravity, which with that comment comes, but overall you look at this newfound starting ability. That's, you know, I'm not saying he whole shots every time, which he did last night, but consistently his starts have been better across the board. He looks more confident. He looks happier. He doesn't seem to really have any holes in his game. The weirdo mental breakdown main events that we've seen in his past aren't around, right? It's just all the things that he does well are present. And all the things that if you were a detractor of his, you wanted to point to and say, yeah, but he does this wrong. None of that's there. So if you're trying to beat him, good luck. I'm not saying he's going to win out or anything like that. But he just does not really have any weaknesses at the moment. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, going to be the look. Not done yet. A lot of things can happen. But going to be the oldest champion ever. Um, you know, on on an off year last year that didn't go well and looked like he was an old Eli Tomac. Now he's just vintage. He looks unhappy too. Yeah, just yeah, just unhappy. Right? Like I, I would, I was betting on retirement. Honestly, like the way he looked, just you know? his you know attitude and approach to racing and. He just didn't look like he wanted to be there anymore, and that's like completely flipped now. Uh, Barsha ran second for a long time, crashed. Uh, Jason Anderson got second. Um, it was a big crash, too. It was. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was. He got very lucky that he did not hit the, the next jump face about two or three feet lower because he kind of like skipped off of it off the top where he would have like come to a, a hard stop. Like, and that, I mean, the difference between. A big crash and hurting yourself in a big crash and, and kind of rolling out of it is that difference, right? It's how quickly do you come to a stop, and he was just able to get across the top of that jump. And Marv was good. We knew Marv would be good, Weege. We all kind of thought that. You know, I picked him a Hope Fantasy. Um, it was good last weekend. It's just, yeah, it just Marv's good at ruts and stuff, and, and yeah, he looked good all day, Marv did. Now, he went... He was hot and cold in the whoops, but he got it. He by the main, he figured it out. Uh, after a few laps of the main, yeah, I yeah, mean, were yeah, three or four laps of the main, they were horrific. I mean, god awful. <laughs> I mean, almost came to a complete stop. About um, five laps in, he's like, "Got this jump line down." <laughs> yeah, and I asked him about it in the press conference. I mean, he said it never was good, and he even said it was almost. I don't think I don't know. If, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing here. Yeah, I think he always said it was embarrassing how bad it was, and then he got it. You know, yep. less bad, but at no point did he have the whoops well. And we remarked both in practice and in the main, all three of us, how freaking fast must he have been on the rest of the track? Yeah. Because <laughs> he was losing so much time in the whoops, but still was competitive. Yeah, we said that uh, in the main. We're like, look at him. He's not getting yarded despite riding through the whoops like I would look through the whoops. You know, and then he would just pull out the rest of the track. Yeah. Something, let me ask you this, JT. The, the jump line is just not working this year like it had the previous three years is it the shape of the whoops or, or something but even when they sometimes it's hard to get and even when they get it 
for the most part, the speed differential is much worse, like it used to be. But for a couple years, somehow the jump line was getting to be not that much slower. But this year, they have not been able to find that consistently. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think that they're building the the whoops with the dozer instead of the loader. And when you build it with the dozer, uh, the transitions in between aren't as wide and they are a little bit sharper just because of how they get shaped by a dozer where a loader by just the natural process to get a loader in between each loop. There's a, uh, it's smoother in between. There's more gap because you need more room to get a bigger loader in there. Uh, and if you are a whoop jumper, that's what you want. You want more room in between. You want it to be a, a less harsh transition in there so you can carry momentum through those things. And that's just not what we've had. You go back to the California rounds where the whoops were just brutal and guys couldn't jump them. That's been the same kind of theme for most of the series. I asked about that. I asked if they changed the way they built the whoops because I'd heard that earlier, and they told me some are built with loaders and some are built with dozers. Yeah, I don't think it's every time, yeah. but I think these ones where you really can point to it and say, man, look at that. They're really struggling. That That is, mm. to me, the dynamic of why you're seeing that. So, Weege, you didn't think Marv looked, I don't want to say awesome, but once he got it down, I thought he looked good. Are you still he wasn't think- happy about it. Okay. He wasn't no, happy about it. And, that would- yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Weege. No, he he. I'm using his words. Yeah, he said it never was good. It was okay. <laughs> let, it went from bad to like he figured a few things right. out. He wished he had tried a few other lines, and yeah. then he did say, of course, that DV. Surely he was thinking about it. DV was not going to be happy. Yeah, I, I, made, I, I made a yeah. joke. I made a joke that DV's already left the stadium, like three laps <laughs> in. Remember, I was like, DV's gone. Just in frustration. Yeah, he's yes. he's gone. He's already got an Uber back to uh, a rooftop patio <laughs> in LA. He's already out. So, uh, and then I said later on, I'm like, I think DV came back in. He walked back in the stadium. He got back in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't wasn't a good start for Marv. That's for sure. But he ends up on the box with Barcher's crash. So that's pretty good. Um, how was Anderson in the press conference? I didn't get to watch. Weege. It's kind of a weird deal. Uh, he did say, look, he just needed to have a decent race. You know, the last couple of weeks have been pretty bad. The Barsha knockdown and then getting, okay, not knocked out. Um, I'll get to that in a second. Whatever happened in Detroit, he was just looking for momentum, not getting the win. Tomac being much further ahead than he had been in most races this year, that was fine. He just needed something to go right. But I will add this. Uh, David Iser of DMXS Radio, original and still best moto podcast out there. Right, Steve? Mm, yeah, um, yeah. He said, hey, we haven't had a chance to talk to you in a press conference since Detroit. Did you go through concussion protocol? Were you knocked out? Did you have a concussion? And then Anderson just completely locked up. And then said, no, uh, I was fine. Uh, I just hurt my shoulder a little bit. <laughs> Why? Why do that? Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, a, there's doctors. Just put the blame on them. Just say, the doctors cleared me to race. Which I'm sure they did. I don't know. Like, to me, you're making a bigger deal out of it now when you try this elaborate cover-up. I don't understand why he's doing that. Yeah, you just say, I got cleared to race. Which would be true. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And if somebody's got a problem with that... Now the problem is shifted over to the Alpine Stars medics and not Anderson. Yeah, no one ever said these guys were PR wizards, that's for sure. Remember when I asked him earlier in the year, like, hey, did you consider staying at, Cal- uh, or at uh, Husky? And he just said, next question? Yeah. Like, again, you could have answered that so easily. Like, oh, I just wanted to change. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why you instead have to make you, it weird. Instead, you say, next question. Everybody's like, oh, my God, is there beef? What happened? Like, oh, my. Was he super totally. pissed? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Totally. It's weird, man. Uh, Malcolm Stewart qualified fastest, I think, for the fifth time this year and just got fourth, didn't get a start. I mean, he caught Dino, went by Dino pretty good, went by Webb. Did he get by Webb or did he pull away from Webb? One of the two. Um, 
and, and he pulled away. Yeah, and then, you know, rode well, but he just couldn't get in the mix. I mean, he wasn't beating Eli on this night, but he surely could have got second if he had started second. He was closing on Marv at times, and then I think two laps to go or the last lap, all of a sudden Something, he lost yeah. He, so, are, you about Mar- are you talking about Mookie? Yeah. yeah. He wasn't going to beat Anderson. Okay. I, I do no, not No, no, but now. he was closing on Marv for third at one point. Yeah, and he... Something happened. Yeah. Yeah, well, honestly, if he was able to blitz the whoops, I think he beats Marvin easily, but he couldn't. Like, it's one of the only times I've ever seen Mookie where he was just like, screw it, I am I have to jump him. Like, I, yeah. I cannot make this blitzing thing work. And he he started figuring it out, but you could tell that's not his go-to. Like, that's not what he feels comfortable with. He doesn't want to do that, but he had to, whether he thought he was going to crash or just got frustrated. It, it literally was one of the only times I've ever watched – Mookie, where he's just like, I'm gonna have to jump here. I can't blitz anymore. Uh, there was after the race. He, I mean, I I wasn't in the meeting, so I don't know for sure, but certainly looked like a long meeting, an intense meeting with Mookie and the team while he was still in his gear outside the semi truck after the race. Like, I would bet you it was like, about the suspension and the whoops. Yeah, yeah. No, something wasn't. It wasn't like a hey, great job meeting. I don't no. believe so. But um, we we know we know that. Early in the season, there was some uh, unhappiness about the bike. Didn't seem like it was working well for him. They seemed like they really rallied around that. He looked like he got a lot better. It felt like it was another one of those, we were not there with the bike tonight. Yeah. And and maybe we're back on the West Coast. So maybe, you know, a little harder dirt. It wasn't that hard, but yeah, something on the West Coast, maybe. But um, qualified fastest anyways. Good job for Mookie again. Um Web six just went down in practice. I know it was a big one too. It was. Did you I, see the replay of it? Yeah, yeah, I saw it live. Oh, man, yeah. um, I was asking somebody at KTM what was he mad about because he threw his arms up twice, mm-hmm. and they said they had no idea. And I'm like, I don't think it was about another rider. And they said, No, I don't think it was another rider either. So then, Weege, you said, Did you tell me this, Weege, that he was talking to Thule after? Yeah, I just it was a theory that Kellen and I had. We just saw him talking to one of the AMA guys. I think it was Thule. We're pretty far away. Yeah. That section was not brutal or anything, but it was kicking riders a little bit. So our theory he, was like, was he you, JT, you were not buying this, that he was well, like he, mad at them he, for not fixing it or something. I don't I don't know. But he, yeah. he wasn't even tripling on when he crashed. That's the weirdest part to me. Oh, okay. He went double and then went to go tabletop over single and crash. Like so something was going on. I have no answers for you, but I found it very strange that he was just doing the basic option of the two-two and had this huge crash. So I, yeah, that's all I have is it wasn't the same crash as like Sexton where he's tripling on, which is pretty. It's a pretty big jump. It wasn't even that. It was like a jump that he would you know could do in his sleep, and he ends up crashing. Yeah, he just had the arms up in the air like that. What was that? Like normally you would do to a rider, but there were no riders around, he was and they were like, it. "Well, he's looking toward the." manager's tower or something yeah 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 so i mean i don't know and then uh the the person at ktm was like i don't think it was another rider i'm like i don't think so either i'm like was it Thule? was it the track guy like what i don't know but anyways uh not a not a great night for cooper obviously he's banged up but uh sixth yeah that's uh it's best he can do in a night and really he was the sixth best guy right <laughs> probably he wasn't touching barsha and mookie he and, was uh, and, and no he was all over barsha he was all over Barsha. Yeah, but Barsha, yeah, but Barsha had the crash. So, like, no, I know. I, I'm just saying, but they had a like a, a very good battle for probably six or seven laps yep. at the end. Uh, yeah, they did. But I feel like Barsha was better. 
Okay, that's fine. I'm just saying I don't yeah. want it to feel like they Web was nowhere near him because like I was yeah. uh, I kept making the, the cameras go to them because like Web would pull up, yep. then he was just absolutely horrible in the uh, loops, and Barsha would pull away, Barsha, and then Web would catch him. Barsha almost had a big one in the whoops with like three to go, just nose picked, and then like just got it. So um, that would have been another ugly one. Uh, it was like this. It was like this uh, between Marvin and Mookie. And Barsha and Webb, it was like this battle between both of them that kept almost happening and then never, never came to be. Like, it was just like, okay, there's nothing happening. Everybody spread out. Oh, no, we're going to get a battle. Oh, no, we're not. And just, and it's just never anything, nothing ever happened. It's like the most boring race ever that you just kept thinking was yeah. going to develop. Yeah, there wasn't much happening out there for sure. Uh, Dean got fifth place start, got seventh. Good job for Dean. He wasn't that happy after the race. And not so much because he couldn't hold on a fifth, but as he told me, he just got dropped by those guys, and he didn't want that to happen because he rides with them during the week, and he's just as good as them during the week, and then he comes here, and they smoke him, he said. So he wasn't stoked. And I'm like, well, it's been a long time since we saw you start up there, so that's, that's the first didn't, thing. So didn't you, think, didn't you think that was the best he's looked all year? I mean, well, he qualified really well in one of the – like, I just thought it was the best ride for him. I'm not, I'm not saying it's where he wants to be, but – go back through the season, he's not been anywhere near those guys. So to think he was just going to magically ride with them, I think yeah. is probably not true either. I tried to be pumped on it. He wasn't having it. So, uh, <laughs> Dean seventh, Bogle eighth. Good job for Justin Bogle. That's really good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Two RMZs in the top 10, by the way. I'm trying to figure out, I, I, I gotta look at times. Um, how much, obviously the fielding being depleted is helping. But is Bogle closer than he was even on maybe the deficit at the finish? I think he's riding better, and it's not just the depleted field. Oh, it's better. Go back and you look know. at the beginning of the season. It was really, really bad. <laughs> um, but, yeah, both th both things can be true. The, the field yeah. is weaker, and he's riding better. The um, Yeah. Yeah, so Bogle got eighth. Good job for Justin. Uh, ninth was Oldenburg, but Oldenburg got up to eighth and uh, went down. Uh, he was nose wheeling um, the whoops and wheel tapping. <laughs> the only guy really doing whatever he was doing, it was working. Uh, just pulling a big wheelie, wheel tap, put it down, wheel tap, put it down. Uh, but ninth place for Oldenburg to come in, that's his best finish ever. Uh, and even with that big crash, like he recovered from a pretty good one and, and got back by Hartraft, I believe. Um, he did. Yeah, and so like, good job for Mitchell Oldenburg. That's, that's really good. Um, top Honda rider, too. So, there we go. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Heart Raft, I never saw him. No, I did see Oldenburg. I actually paid attention to him. I did. First I time yeah. all year, I made sure I watched him. Um, he kind of trailed Bogle most of the race, just same gap, kind of just working through guys, right? They didn't start there, but they had to work their way up into that, and Oldenburg helped out too. But 10th um, place. He passed Chiz. Yeah. He passed Chiz. It was unbelievable. Well, Chiz at one point, okay, so he goes, Troll Train sees him crash during the week through the bars, steps off, He, you know, he's crumpled in a mess, he's on crutches, he doesn't know if he's racing, all of the stuff, you know, that is not good for an older guy like Chiz, and then at some point, Weege, in the main, Starling gets him, Brees gets him, Troll Train's coming up on him, and you're like, ah, oh, the first time a privateer ends up getting Chiz. But oh no, oh no, Weech. 
nope, nope. It's like the Hulkster. You know, you if the arm drops three times, you're done. <laughs> the first two times the arm drops, but that third time, that's when the fist starts pumping and the crowd starts coming alive. The chismaniacs. It's unbelievable. Since the race up front was boring. We were all click, uh, keyed in on this. It, this uh, Starling, Brees, a couple other guys, and Chiz, Freight Train. And I also think they were getting lapped at this time, too. Oh, it was an amazing. If you're Anderson, you're like, oh, what God. in the hell is going on in front of me? It's Chiz, Starling, Brees, and it's Hartraff, and it is mayhem. And Anderson's probably yeah, just like, they're passing each other, battling, and the track is gnarly, so guys are getting kicked all over the place. And Anderson is trying so carefully to tiptoe through there are so many guys like in it was just this it was like a border cross like a border check like just bikes piled up everywhere chaos um yeah if you were if you were in the camp of uh we need to <laughs> like black flag some of these guys that was a a great race for you to point to oh we really what about lappers we just nothing we can do no we're good we're good nothing we can do I, I don't know what you're talking about i don't know what you're talking about um, no, I, in it, the was case, o- it was overwhelming at times. I know my stance last week is we there's nothing we can do or should do, but <laughs> but good lord, no the lap traffic. My difficult. whole point was lap twice, and these guys were not getting lap twice. They were racing for tenth, so nothing you can do. I, I stand by that. I, I you know I, I'm not saying the lap anything. once. You cannot come up with a rule that would that would no, solve that. You no, can't. no, 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 no. Um, You'd have to tell them. When the leader gets 15 seconds near you, then you have to pull off, which could be midway through a lap. There's literally no way to solve that Can we just get longer tracks, longer lap times? Can we just do that? Is that possible or no? I think they try. I mean, 450s are fast. Can Can we actually get some sort of, you know, anybody to actually look at these motorcycles a little bit? Or do we just keep going faster, 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 easier to ride? And the stadiums are the same size as they were in 1985. Yeah, now that, I would love to have a discussion about that. I'm 100% with you. Um, every other motorsport on earth tries to do things, right. you know, to bring it back down. Yep. You know, they eventually get back to that original speed. But uh, it's not like IndyCar or F1, for example, said, yeah, now they're just going 330 on the straights. Nothing we, Nothing can, do. we can do. Now they're just doing 330 miles an hour. Yep. They, they managed to keep it around the same speed. And the engineers will figure out a way to around that and then they change something else yeah but it's no. not like it's not like supercross bikes are 80 horsepower or something like they're they're relatively the same that they were you know eight or nine years ago mm, yeah i don't, I don't you ask i don't agree on that but then you look at the advent of electronics and so you think that you think that a a, a factory 450 in 2015 is way slower than no. a factory 450. What about better overall? Like, wouldn't wouldn't a team and rider like to maintain that we can get two per, two to three percent better? And we're not just talking horsepower. If the suspension gets a little better. Do I think, do, do you think it, your bike is two percent better every year? Hell no. No. God no. No. Really. Two percent. Two percent better is a lot. So we're at the highest level of racing, and they're like, we're barely making any gains. Maybe in a five-year span, the bikes are the, just as good. I think they're. I think it's it's cyclical. I don't think every time that a, a manufacturer comes out with a new motorcycle that is better. No, I don't. No, I agree. But if you take a ten year chunk, it has to end up being a decent amount. Maybe one year to the other, but take it in a ten year chunk. I don't, I don't see how it's possible in the, in any sport. No, I or, think they are. I think yeah. they are a little bit better in certain ways. But I'm I'm saying the bike being so much faster. I don't think that's always the case. 
No, it's not just adding horsepower. They got more horsepower. I, I guarantee you, they got more horsepower than back in the day. It's just that's almost for sure. Fifteen years ago, well, it depends on how how far. Oh, fifteen back years ago, yeah, they had more horsepower. Okay, fifteen years ago, absolutely. Well, you yes. said fifteen. Um, no, I did not. I said two thousand fifteen. So. The advent of horsepower, we know in supercross and motocross, you know, handling, suspension, comfort, all those things are more important. If you're trying to improve that every single day, every year, you don't think after seven years there's been some gains? Yes, but I'm like not significant not gains. Not two percent a year. Okay, I don't know how to put a number on it. Maybe they're five percent better than, and maybe sorry, maybe not fourteen. Well, I, you're there is no way to quantify that. I, is it, does it handle better? Is it faster? Is it turn better? Because all those things are not the same. Like if you make a bike turn better, that doesn't mean that it's going to be as stable as a previous generation. The, the current, like a current model Honda is nowhere near as stable as like a mid early to mid two thousands era Honda. They're not even close to a stable. Right. I, I had one last year. They're riding supercross, so they don't need a stable bike. They just got to have it be able to turn really good. That's um, not true. That's uh, not true. You look at the electronics. They can literally program the electronics for diff- on an open-air stadium. They can tell you what corner they want to apply, how much throttle to which corner of the track to give the bike a certain percent of fuel. Like yeah, it's, They've been able to do that for several years. Yeah, yeah, but this is what's been going on every single year, mastering it a little bit more, getting it a little better, and... Yeah, like we said, every other form of motorsport does something. and we Because do every other form of motorsport, they get a little bit better. Yeah. Maybe not week to week, maybe not even year to year, but if you take it in a 10-year chunk or a 20-year chunk, what is, they what is street bike better. What is tell street me, bike tell, me what MotoGP is, tell me what MotoGP is doing to slow their bikes down. I don't know. I just asked. First that. of all, there was a time when MotoGP went from 1,000cc to 800cc for this exact reason. They literally took 200cc out of the bikes. Understood, but they're all... I understand, but they are also have they have lowering units now with hydro, like they can lower the bikes to give them better traction out of the corners, which have sped them up. They have better aero packages now with all these like side pods and things going on. Th- their bikes are faster than ever. They're complaining. Which goes they're to that point. They take something away, and then the engineers they, work to get it back. And then eventually they're, not, they're like, "Okay, they you guys not, did it again. Now we got to penalize you again." They are not taking it away right now, though. Are you saying the bikes? <laughs> Absolutely not. Are you saying the bikes are better with two hundred cc's less than they are? Now they're better. No, I'm now. saying the bikes right now are the fastest they've ever been, and the riders are complaining. They're faster the bikes, than when they're, they're, they're faster than when they had 200 more cc's. They are setting lap records each yeah, year. They yes. are. They found Every year Steve, they, they found that CC didn't even. They were so much faster in the corners that it barely slowed them. Right. But the point is, they tried something. They did something. So yes. yeah, JT. Now they're saying that they're probably going a little bit too fast. Yes, the riders straights. are complaining. Right, riders are complaining. So isn't it conceivable that the next, let's say, three years that they're like, okay, we're going to have to do something. We're going to have to make the tires worse, or we're going to have to regulate arrow or take more power away. We're going to have to do something because everybody agrees we're going too when fast. You're, when you're which, watching Eli yeah. Tomac, do you think that, like, he, I mean, he's doing, like, 25 miles an hour, Leach. Like, he's not – it's not like they're setting land speed records on these bikes. Like, I, I just don't agree with that. I, I don't think that – a factory 450 in the hands of these guys is something they need to slow down. Like, I don't, I don't think that the, their bikes are not even geared to go that fast. I, here's the fundamental thing we're disagreeing on. We, we understand in Supercross, we're not putting a mile per hour on it. We're not putting a mile per hour on it, and it makes it a little bit harder. But you don't think the pace, the overall speed they're going around the track is any faster than it was at any point. It's the same speed the whole time in Supercross history. They don't get any faster. 
And I don't mean top speed down the start straight. I don't I don't think it's 2% a year. That's for damn sure. Okay. The pace is just basically the same. We made no gains, no progress. Eli no, Tomac. I'm sure, I'm sure the bikes if are. We put Ghost software of Eli Tomac and uh, 2000. Five. Okay. Okay. How about this? The same. How about this? Weech? You go go ask Cooper Webb if he thinks that his 2022 KTM 450 is better than his 2019 KTM 450, and get back to me. Oh, geez. Come on. Uh, yeah. What do you want? Wait, I mean, yeah, you're you're okay. telling me that they just get better and better we, and better. We can go. We can go bike by bike and rider by rider over the years if you want, JT. You're literally cherry picking the one single. But you're example saying that they just get, they just continue to get better without any. There's never any issues. They just get better every year. That's and I don't I don't fundamentally agree with that. I think, like, we're, I, I think I think we're speaking as a generality about all the bikes, privateer bikes included, factory bikes included, not this single model of and I guarantee you by the end of twenty twenty two the KTM guys will have this model working a lot better. And you know that too. And so to pick one that example. That doesn't mean that is, it's gonna be better than last year's KTM. Like I don't think that I don't think that always changes push things forward. I think sometimes you can make change because you're trying to make change and sometimes right. it's just not better. Like, there's no way you'll ever, ever, ever convince me that the 2009-10-11 Honda 450 was a better chassis than the 2008 Honda 450. Never in a million years. You will not never convince me of that. Right, but if you take a 10-year chunk of any point of racing, do you think the bikes are worse? 10 years down the line, no, the bikes are going to be better. Over Thank 10 you. years. Kind of what we were That's my point. Supercross has been around for 50 years. But that doesn't mean we're going. You're getting two percent better a year. Okay, well, whatever number you want to put on it, whatever number you want to. But say I think it. I think it's I think it starts and stops, right? I think sometimes you're going to get a generation of motorcycles that are better th than before or whatever. And if they went the wrong direction, maybe the next generation they will take a step forward, which was then better than two prior generations, the, right? The, like the, I, the guys with carburetors had to ride a certain way because the bikes, the four strokes, the bikes, the, everything took a step up with four strokes. And then everything took a step up with EFI. And then everything took a step up when the EFI guys from road racing got involved. And it just keeps progressing, in my opinion. But it's not linear, though, is all I'm saying. Well, of course it's, it's not, not linear. It's but not in, a linear. Ten tenure, in a 10-year chunk, we're faster and better than they ever have been. Yeah. I, and that, okay, that may be so, yes. But I, I don't think it's a problem. Like, I, I do not agree that, like, we need to step in and say, Hold on, hold everything. Let's stop innovation. These bikes are too good. I, I don't, I don't agree with that notion. I don't. Well, the original reason we brought this up was, can't we do anything to make the lap times longer? And it's like, well, well, I, the bikes okay. are getting better. But at the same time, don't build a rhythm where Eli can go four three three and take an entire rhythm section and do it in like five seconds. But right? that's, that's part. That's part of that is track building. That is part of that is track building. But, well, the 250s didn't quite it. Right. Part of that is track building. The but guys, the 250s had less power, and they weren't able to do that. So if we, but you can also you can also change the angle of the jump in 30 seconds and make Eli not be able to do it anymore. Like it doesn't have to be like just make the landing of the tabletop too steep, and then I promise you Eli's not doing it anymore. But when you make the landing of the tabletop super sloped like they did on purpose you're asking for them to be able to go four over if it's really steep on the downside eli's gonna go i can't it's too steep there's too much risk there and then he's not gonna do that anymore like there are a million subtle nuances that you can do but to slow the track down without going hey we need to slow the bikes down here we've we haven't seen that those nuances been happening for and for a can, long time you, 
you can't they can do that like they don't i'm saying that the, the there are more there are more options to this than just saying we got to slow the bikes down like you can you can add wall jumps you can make the rhythm sections taller and steeper where guys can't go triple 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 and be done and like that's that's speeding the track up that's lowering the lap times or there are ways to slow racetracks down i told you guys going to going to time main events was a bad idea oh god i told you guys oh god no i'm kidding obviously <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, we just don't do anything other motorsports do, and we do nothing. And we just say, hey, man, just keep it in this CC limit, and you're good. Like, that's what we do. Um, and, you know, we have tons of teams getting around that. we got starting devices. We've got starting maps. we got we got uh, EFI. we got turn-by-turn uh, -turn EFI. I mean, we got all this stuff that just wasn't there. And the guys are able to put the power to the ground better than ever before. The last five years or whatever because of electronics and the way you know probably they've learned some things internally with cams and profiles and things like that and so these guys are able to ride these bikes easier than ever before in my opinion and that allows them to go faster and make less mistakes and we get 43 second lap times well then do either i, mean, I don't care make right. the jumps well different I, or I mean i've been bikes. i've been do yelling something. about i've been yelling about dirt forever they need more dirt we've had we've had short lap times before this isn't like I, I remember going to uh santa clara in like 2014 or 2015 and they were like 42 seconds like this is not a brand new problem no, that we just I, we can't get the lap times up i mean we've had lap times that were close to a minute this year can we we've had in the 50s can we do anything though or we just do nothing sure yeah no i, I think if you want to approach track design i don't want to slow down motorcycle innovation because you guys think the lap times are too short I do, I do not, not gonna, think that you're is... You're not going to take away innovation. You're not taking EFI off the bike. You're not doing No, but any... you, when you start saying, guys, we need to dumb these bikes down, fundamentally, that will slow innovation. That's just another it, challenge it for the engineers. The, the, motor, the stock motorcycles aren't going to change. They're not going to be like, oh, we're going to bring out a slower bike now. No, they, but these you know? improvements that are made to factory 450s trickle down into production. I mean, that's, that's how MotoGP works. That's how motocross works. Like... The things that they develop, the steps forward that they take off of race bikes, that tech eventually well, makes yeah. it in some form. We're to not production. taking any tech off. We're just we're just governing the way you distribute power in a supercross race, not in a motocross race. In a supercross. Okay, so, race. what are you trying? How are you going to do that? You could do it with an insert. You could do it with EFI. You could do it a few, a lot of different ways. But if you start if you start limiting EFI, there like that will, in my opinion, have a detrimental effect long term. Just, like these guys, did they spec EFI in uh, MotoGP now because it was no. getting out of hand? No, they do not run spec EFI. No, they don't have a box that's provided to them by Dorna. No, they don't. No. <laughs> How many times are you gonna ask, Weech? Okay. <laughs> That was my idea, but then I don't trust I the, the electronics were regulated. I mean, they have limitations, but these are MotoGP, like, you know, uh, trying to think of the right word. Um, I don't know. I mean, you I can do that, right. but I thought it was like, we, we, see, we know what your electronics are. We are only allowing you to do certain things. No. Like at first, they were allowed to do whatever they wanted. No, like Honda's electronics package and Ducati's electronics package, like there's there's so much innovation going on. Like these are their 
uh, is everybody's bikes are totally different. It, like uh, you guys are confusing me. Anyways, all right. I don't want to talk about street bike racing, but yeah, we should do something. We should try something. Anything. Just try something. Anything. I mean, they're running spec tires, but they're not running speckle electronics. All right. All right. Chiz 11. So Chiz was passed by Starling and Brees, but then what Chiz did, even though he was on crutches on Wednesday, what Chiz did is <laughs> Good what... Good job remembering where we were in this. Yeah. Um, well, you guys are always arguing, so... Uh, Chiz... Uh, Chiz got those guys back, and I told Cade before the race, I said, look, if you idiots are ever going to take this guy down, he was on crutches on Wednesday, he's been riding a 250F, like, now it's time. He almost didn't come to the race. If you guys can't beat him now, just forget it. And guess what? They can't. They can't. It's, it's just, it's impossible. How old is Chiz? What, how old is He's 34, I think. He's 34 years old. He was on crutches on Wednesday, and his bike is stock. And he gets you guys late in the race. Yeah. <laughs> Remember my idea was if you were a privateer and you beat mm-hmm. Chiz, you were going to get the Yamaha money? And then if nobody beat him, I was going to roll it over? It would have been at like like hundred grand by round 12. <laughs> None of these guys could beat him. It's great. So. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And we watched it, and we're like, oh, no, Chiz. Like, you got, no, oh, Breeze got him, Starling got him, oh, no. But no. no. It was coming unraveled there for a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he looked like uh, Drago. He, he bled a little bit, and then he just made it happen. It, it was phenomenal. Um, so Chiz gets 11th, Starling 12th. Starling qualified 9th fastest um, ahead of Webb. Good job, Justin Starling. Yeah. Uh, Breeze, hometown race. Good job for Breeze. Kind of hometown, I guess. He, he, he's popular there. Um Troll train. <sighs> I saw troll train at the airport this morning. And had a little chat. Oh, he was looked, He looked very sore. He, he was uh, hobbling by control. He told me he's like, bro, is JT serious? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like really mad at me? I'm like, yeah, I think he was. I think he really was mad at you. Because <laughs> oh, at, at Indy, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, but then the live yes. show, the Friday live show, like you were kind of like, what, you know, you ruined this, and you, you know, you made a few jokes at him. Um, no, that's we're 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 putting on show. Yeah, but he asked if you were. I'm like, yeah. He takes his fantasy pretty seriously, troll, and you you just were rolling around out there. Um, so I went with troll and fault fantasy this week, and we saw the heat race, and he was as bad as Marv was in the whoops. Troll would have loved to have been as fast as Marv was in his worst day because Mar- Alex was worse, and we can attest to this. He had the last gate pick in the LCQ, and I had him in fault fantasy. And I was tweeting for Racer X, but it didn't matter. I didn't tweet the start for the 450 LCQ. I put my, my head in my hands and told me, Kellen, I can't watch. Tell me where we are. <laughs> I just, hey, I, I couldn't he, watch. He did a really good job on that start because yeah. he got smoked out of the gate by Josh Cartwright. And he just left it on. I mean, he, okay. he really did. Like, he committed and just like, I got to send it in deep here because I don't have a good start and it w- it really made the difference like I, I think if he gets in all that drama in the back he probably doesn't make it but he did exactly mm. what he needed to do and that's what kellen told me kellen said no not good he held it on we're all right he's seventh <laughs> and then i put my head up when he was seventh i put my head up and i'm like okay we're, we're all right so and then in the main event he just did what chiz did just a lot a little bit slower he just moved up from basically he was uh 20th at one point and he moved up to 14th so 
Uh, Cade, 15th. Cade wasn't happy after the race. Don't know why, but uh, not happy with his, with his ride. He's, he's battling for 20th, right, in the points. And if people who don't know this, um, Feld pays you money for 20th in the points, and you get nothing for 21st for season-ending points. And right now, um, Anstey's supposed to be back in St. Louis, I believe. So Anstey's in 20th. Uh, he's 55 points. Cade has 52 in 22nd, tied with Brees. And Starling is three points ahead of him, 19th. Anyways, I don't know what 20th is, JT. Probably, is it three I grand? Think it's five grand. Yeah, it's five, grand, five grand, whatever. So, so basically five grand is on the line for Starling, Brees, and Cade, who are basically equal. And Cade lost points this weekend, so it's probably why he was mad. Um, for people who are wondering about the Starling, Brees, Cade battle going forward. Keep an eye on this. Uh, five rounds to go for, for five grand, basically. I think he was probably pissed because Amart pulled away from him pretty yeah. pretty badly. Yeah. It once Amart got by him, once Amart yeah. got by him, he dropped him. Uh, Moran's 16, Freddie Nolan 17. What about Moran's LCQ last lap? Oh my god, oh. dude! <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. What about what about John Short tackling the 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 blow up Dunlop blow up thing? You guys see that? I did not. He went off in the same section where. Moran's went off and just fully tackled the the inflatable Dunlop thing and landed on it like a like a like a tackling drill. Was that in the heat race? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So oh, um, was it last lap? Moran's was last lap. Moran's was no, last lap. Uh, oh, short was two. Yeah, short was two. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, short. Like the checker flag was already out. Yeah, and he's laying yeah, on top of the right. inflatable thing. Yes. Yeah, tackling uh, dummy. Yeah, Moran's yeah. almost threw it away. Luckily, almost threw it away. He still made the main. Yeah, they had a big lead. Luckily for Moran's. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tristan yeah. Lane, another main event for Tristan Lane. Good job. Uh, yeah. John Short, A-Ray. JT, did you have him in fantasy? I did not. Oh. He got a flat. Yeah. I, I was only concerned with I didn't think he would do real well in that main event, which the flat tire is not his fault. Right. But, um, yeah, he he, would, he was fine to get in. No problem. Yeah. He, did well. He, uh, well, I think even without the flat, he's not crushing, and I agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought, like, you know, he gets maybe 18th or something like that. Right. We know he hasn't been riding. You know, he's only racing on the weekends. So, uh, Politelli, uh, 22nd. First, first main for Politelli in a while, I think. Good job for Austin Politelli. Yeah, it was. Uh, thank you to folks at Fly Racing for making this thing happen. Uh, the great Justin Brayton up in the press box with us. Hanging out, an amazing we. group of people, and then that really was just icing on the cake, but a lot of icing, a lot the, of icing. Was cake. Moser? You think getting on, uh, getting on Brayton's nerves? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's equal opportunity. I'm sure he got on everybody's nerves at some point, right? Uh, but I don't know. Was he over there interacting? Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It's probably. Uh. So probably yeah. Yep. JB was up hanging yeah. out because he was uh, signing autographs, and and it was the home race for. For Bullfrog and Motor Concepts and all that. So, um, yeah, he was up there with us. Um, Fly Racing, get it at motorsport.com. Thank you to Motorsport, OEM, and Aftermarket Parts. Uh, free shipping, I think over 79 bucks over there. they got a dedicated team of gearheads. If you got a street bike like JT, they can help you out. A side-by-side, -side, a dirt bike, uh, OEM, and Aftermarket Parts, motorsport.com. Thank you to those guys. And Cobo Links as well, from Aprilia to Yamaha, they make lowering suspension links to help you 
Gain some confidence if you're a shorter stature guy. Um, if you have a wife or a girlfriend that can't cut, quite touch the ground, a Cobo Link will uh, really help that out. Uh, improve your cornering of their motorcycle, give you some plushness in suspension. Cobolinks.com uh, as well for more information. Use the code PulpMX for free shipping. Built and uh, developed in Boise, Idaho. Thank you to Cobolinks, Motorsport, Maxis, Renthal, and Weege Onyx Maps. Yep, 550,000 plus miles of trails mapped out. That's uh, dirt bike trails, hiking trails. Mountain bike trails for people like Steve on their e-bikes who just need mileage because they have a battery helping them out. You oh, wow. can find more oh, on, wow. uh, on that, and you can download the map so when you're in the boondocks and you don't have cell service. Plus, it's a lot more detailed. If you go to onxmaps.com, they'll even show you a comparison. You can slide a map across and be like, this is what Google Maps looks like or some competitors, and this is what Onyx Maps looks like, and the, the detail of the terrain and the elevation, massive difference. So. Highly recommended. Onxmaps.com or on X Offroad in the App Store. Yeah, let's get the app. McGrath's got it. Yeah. That's how good it is. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, 250s from Seattle. Uh, Hunter Lawrence takes the win. Uh, not without some drama, though. A little shaky in the whoops at times. And he told me after the race that they were throwing parts at the bike all day to make him comfortable. Um, and, uh, yeah, he. I was wondering. I'm like, oh, Craig's really good in the whoops, as we know. And Christian was once again really good in the whoops. And I'm like, oh, boy, Hunter's got to hit these things pretty clean. And he did, JT. He hit them clean near the end and, and and held off Craig, who had went down earlier. Yeah, it was good. I uh, I picked Hunter to win. Um, I just thought the track would kind of work for him. You know, it was, it was kind of a gritty main event where you – I don't think that raw speed, like the fastest lap of your life, was really going to matter so much on that racetrack. And I think that that's good for Hunter. And he doesn't really have anything to lose, right? Okay, yeah, he's still in the championship or whatever, but I think he can just focus on going for race wins where Christian's kind of got this, I don't want to do anything stupid in the back of his mind. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was a good ride for Hunter. is what he needed. And uh, I could see him winning a couple more before we're done. Yeah, he's got definitely no pressure on him, right? He's got a, he's trailing him by a lot. And uh, the shootout, all Hunter can do is win the races. So, um, yeah, really, really good race for him. Uh Craig got second. Craig was pissed after the race for the Mosman thing. I side with what Carmichael said. I watched it back a few times, and Ricky's like, you got to know he's there. Check up and let him go. And Craig didn't, and Craig goes down. And then afterwards, he's like, well, that's the third time I've been taken down, and I don't know what's going on. I guess I'm the leader, and that's what you got to do or something. I don't know why Craig was so mad, Weege. Like, I I like Christian. We all do. He's a good dude. But, yeah, you you know he's right there. He's literally right behind you. You left the door open, and so just – We've seen it. We just saw it with, um, oh, damn, I just watched this move. I was watching the highlights. Literally the same move happened, and the guy just let him guy, let him by, you know, and then chased oh, after him. You're not talking about Shimoda's attempt in the no. uh, heat race. Oh, no. Oh, no, sorry. No, last oh, lap of last the Last lap of the No, Shimoda needs to go to <laughs> freeze. Shimoda needs to hire freeze. Yeah. That was the, How do I block pass? That was the worst attempt at a last turn takeout I've ever <laughs> seen, and then he just shoots yes. off the track. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Schmo. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, I agree. I yeah. mean, you watched that corner was so wide, and, and Craig, yeah, he did not really cover the inside very much, if at all. Um, yeah, maybe he feels like it's circumstantial. Like, hey, Hunter cut across on the start, what a San Diego, and then the freezy thing in Glendale, and then now I get knocked down by Moseman. I mean, maybe he feels like this is like they're gunning for me. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think that was normal Supercross, but. Back to my theme at the beginning of this show, the crime does not pay because it cost Moseman the race too. 
Well, I was going to up his bike. I was going to say for all the times that JT yells and screams about contact, and I don't always agree with him. JT, in this instance, like yeah, Mosman bent a rotor. Yeah, I, I don't. I just don't think that those moves uh, in the end over time pan out. And that doesn't mean you can't get aggressive and make a block pass. I don't think that Mosman went in there trying to knock anybody else knock him down or anything. I just think he was just trying to get to the front and he had really good pace. Um, on the Christian side though, you know, for Christian, he had a 28 point lead going in. The only thing I think Christian should be avoiding is allowing these guys a shot at him. Like they're going to take any opportunity to try to make this thing a championship again. And your job as the points leader is to disallow that. So if you're in some sort of battle here with with Mosman or Hunter, you can't leave the door open for them to take you out because they're going to. Like they're that's all they're looking for is a chance, and you you can't give them that chance. So I know Christian wants to win. I know you know Weej. I know you talked to him, and and he only knows one way, and that's to go try to win the race, which is fine. But at the same time, don't leave the door open. If, if you're going to go for the win, at least be mindful and conscious of the fact that these guys are just looking for an open door. Yeah. And I want to add to that. Remember, I mean, Craig had the start and uh, Moseman just those first two or three laps, Moseman was just a little bit quicker than him. Like Moseman yep. got to him. And then at one point it was like inevitable. He was going to pass him. Yeah. Uh, so credit to Moseman for being that fast. Well, and I, I think Ricky was right. You know, Steve mentioned that. I think Ricky's right. Like sometimes, and we, we spoke about this last week. We spoke about it on the live show. If you can win, go win. If you can't though, be willing to settle for a second because that is what you have bought yourself. You have, by the virtue of your own great results all season long, you have bought yourself this cushion where you don't have to force the issue. If Mosman has the inside and he looks like he's going to try to take you out, you, ha- you have bought yourself the right to just check up and let it happen, okay? Then fall in behind him. Maybe you'll suss him out by the end of the race and be able to get him back. But don't put yourself in a spot where all Mosman has to do is just finish you right here, and then you put your whole season in jeopardy. Like, that's the one thing you can't afford to do here. Yeah, uh, Mosman was weird. Qualified fastest, uh, which is awesome, and then had a weirdo heat race. We rode around in fourth or fifth, and then caught Craig in the main, and then made a great pass, and then, yeah, bent his rotor. But an up-and-down night for Michael Mosman, for sure. Some, some, uh, Some adventurous times, you know, so... Yeah. Um, but good. Uh, so, yeah, Hunter Lawrence wins and told me after the race, too, he wants to take it to Jet at the showdown. So that'll be that'll be great. Um, Craig second. Mosman third. Schmota fourth. Freeze wins the heat. And Mike Genova bum rushes the podium. <laughs> and it's it's on. Yeah. No, Freeze told me afterwards that he asked Genova to get up there. But, yeah, it was a big moment. I. I thought Freeze had won a heat somewhere along the line, but he told me this was his first ever heat race win. So, yeah, that's a, a home race and all that. So, And then, yeah, he kind of rode by himself in the main a little bit, said um, he might have blew himself up a little bit with that heat race win because um, who was on him? Hunter, right? In the heat? Mosman, I think. Did Mosman make it all the way up there? Okay. All right. No. Yeah, I don't know. Wait, we were saying no, no, Mosman. Mo- no, it says Mosman Mo- 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 qualified eighth, so fourth in the heat. Uh, it would have been okay. um, it would have been Hunter, yes. So, okay. Um, yeah. So, anyways, Finn said he might have blew himself up in the heat a little bit. Schmoder got fourth and didn't look good all day, so I think that's not too bad. I mean, outside of that horrific block att- block pass attempt in the last turn, 
I guess Shimoda should take that fourth for sure. Um, and yeah, then, I don't think he was quite 100%. You know, no. he had been hurt when the series uh, took a break. I, I mean, he's obviously back on the motorcycle and racing, but I don't think he's 100%. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. March Banks? I don't know, man. He he should be better. It's weird. Yeah. He, he looks so great. And like in the afternoon, like yep. practice and stuff, he was flying. And then I don't even remember paying attention to him in the main event. I had him in fantasy, so I was watching him, I guess, a little closer. Uh, he was my all-star pick, and he, he maxed out. But he was maybe 10th and 11th and not doing too much and then caught fire and then moved up pretty quickly and then kind of just settled, right? Um, yeah, it was an, yeah, hot and cold. That's yeah, why I felt his right, name was. There were a couple right. laps where you're like, okay, he's hauling ass, yeah. he's catching guys, and then all of a sudden, three laps later, he would have lost the guys he was catching. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know if it's ever going to come together for him, you know, like we thought. Um as far as a, a week to week, you know, like in this field, he I feel like he should be right with Freeze and Schmoda in that mix. But, oh yeah, you oh know. yeah, he um, should be he should be thinking podium battle every weekend right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zombie, Zombie was fast in practice and uh, seventh in the in the uh, main event. Good job to Zombie. Jalik Swole. Well, I, I I would hope they worked on whoops in the break, but maybe it didn't look Ooh. like it. I mean, it's never been good for him in the yeah. whoops, so I don't, I don't know that this is like a new, uh, like issue. <laughs> this has been going on for a really long time, so I don't, I just don't know. Like, some people just aren't very good in the whoops. It's just how it is. Yeah, I, you shouldn't have zombie blow speeding you if you're Jaleek Swole. Yeah, it's, it's a tough, tough look if you. Yeah, yeah yep. a tough look if you want to keep a factory ride. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, so, and um, we keep remarking about this field is thin. Kind of the same thing you said about March Banks, and I mean Swole. It's not like he's a contender uh, at all. Not even a podium contender. So, yeah, this is not. This yep. can, and I know. Look, RJ has has spoken for the team. This is a new motorcycle, and according to RJ, they're really struggling with it. And maybe Swole has his issues as well. But in this field, you, you can't be finishing where he's finishing. I, I hate to say it, but he's going to have to go win outdoors again. Like he won, uh, you know, that Mount Morris, you know, where he just broke out and rode incredibly well. Like he's going to have to have that type of summer again. I think you're right. Uh, wage yeah, you're ninth? not getting a deal based on this Supercross season. No. Wageman ninth. Uh, Derek Kelly tenth. Derek rode really well. Uh, Brown was behind him, our live show guest, and then Brown went down in the whoops. They were kind of working his way up there a little bit. Both those guys. Thrasher crashed twice in uh, – 15 seconds. He was fourth, yes. right? Yeah. He crashed in the yes. turn, got up, then got up, went through the whoops, and ate shit again. So uh, not great for Thrasher to get 11th. A couple crashes, though, I guess. But, yeah, Nate, Nate should be in that Shimoda, Freeze, Marchbanks battle. If, and, he and he was. He was. He was, yeah. he was there, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was. No, he, uh, Thrasher was the one with Freezy. Thrasher, Thrasher was the one trying to pass Freezy in the for heat? that. Oh, heat okay. In the heat race, oh, one, yes. Yeah. Um, Mumphy looked good in the heat. And then dropped a little bit back. And then, honestly, I didn't notice him much in the main. I don't know if either one of you guys did. 12th for Mumphy. Probably not stoked on that. No, I didn't see him much either. I mean, the Suzuki's do stick out a little bit. And he had hand guards, which I thought looked cool. Right. But uh, he's better. He's It's not – I don't know. It's like – I hate to use cliches. It's like the, the puzzle pieces aren't there. There are times when you watch him and he's riding so much better than last year, which was basically a disaster. But then at the end of the night, you're like, oh, 12th? What? Yeah. I've been wondering how much he had ridden. Because he, he had that huge crash at Glendale. I don't know if he had to take time off from that or if, you know, maybe he was 100%. I, I have no idea. But that was kind of what I was wondering. Uh, Carson Brown, great job by me to get him for the live show. 
and uh, 13th, and the crowd loved him, and we had more questions for Carson Brown than we did for us. Um, Dominic Thurry, didn't he leave the heat for a little bit, Thurry? He did. Yeah, good job for Thurry. Um, Mitchell Harrison didn't look good all day and then put it in the main event. So good job for Mitchell Harrison. I don't know what's happened to Mitchell Harrison. I'm not sure. Didn't he take time off this summer and then he claims yeah. he just forgot how to ride? Yep, yep. That's what he told Phil, I think. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jaron Stapleton, thank you. Pulp Mix Fantasy, thank you. We all thank you, Jaron Stapleton, for getting in there. Uh, Cade Namarine, Ryan Surratt. Wyatt Linesmith won the LCQ, Boise, Idaho's own. Sure did. Wyatt Linesmith. Good job. Um, Jesse Flock, McKellen Heil, Trey Fiaro. Any questions? Anything? Do we have any any questions? I got nothing. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're moving on. Uh, a week off, too, by the way. Uh, this is the point in the, in the pod where JT asks, does anybody know why we are not have Easter off? And yeah, this is strange. I mean, I'm, I'm thankful I'm going to Portugal this week for MXGP. So uh, no rest for the weary. Unlike Steve, uh, where he is going to Cabo, I am going to another race, which just shows who wants it and who doesn't. Oh, Weed, um, you going to a race? Great. Where'd you go now? Uh, this weekend coming up? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll take my kid to a local race. I don't think that quite counts as going to Portugal. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to see this one for sure. I'm going to Cabo. I can't, I'm not going to Portugal. There's just, there's, just, <laughs> there's just no way. There's just no way. I mean, granted, I did miss Daytona and Indy, so it's not like I've been on the grind like JT has been every week, and he's continuing to be on. So I'm not saying I'm I'm crushing it for... 12 straight weeks, but it has been 10 races in 12 weeks for me. So, yeah. Oh, I'm feeling it right now. Do, do not uh, confuse the fact. You, like, I'm not, like, just hitting my stride and everything's great. Like, I'm, I'm feeling it as we speak. You like, got to. More now. Like we need to overhaul the motorcycles, you got to overhaul your whole system, your whole deal. No, I'm just trying to make the bikes better. Like, in 10 years, I'm going to be this much you, better version. You, you absolutely have to fix your life, and we don't have enough time to get into it, but. You shouldn't be going to Portugal. See, I don't, I don't come in to these calls like I don't. Weed, you can vouch for that. I don't come in and see this like you need to fix X, Y, and Z in your life. Like these are okay. glaring issues in your life. I don't do that to you. I'm a true friend. No, I think true friends. You know, no, you keep want it real. to criticize the way no. I choose to live my life and my hard cut and the fact that I want to go to MXGP and take in a just fantastic world championship motorcross event. Wow, is, did the check cash? Is that, is, <laughs> Giuseppe is yeah, Giuseppe's just, on the Giuseppe, other line. Did Giuseppe just put the money in via Zelle? He is. Okay. He is, uh, okay. He's been quiet this entire time, but he's on this line. Okay. He's on the call. All right. Okay, all right. I can never tell if Steve is just, is just contempt for you, JT, and he just wants yes. to criticize everything you no, do. No, yeah. no, this is... no. But, but he's going to say that it's actually out of love. Like, he he's trying to help. A hundred percent. He cares so much. A hundred percent. Buying that, JT. A hundred percent. Do the things that Steve says to me seem like they're coming from a place of love to you? No. No. Okay. Well, but, maybe maybe I can work on my messaging. Where it comes from. Steve maybe I can. Heart because yeah. we didn't compliment him enough on booking Carson Brown, and he wants. I mean, he he his emotions are poorly placed. So maybe I can work on my messaging, but the love, it's coming from you know the heart. But maybe his I can actions work. are much better than his words. Maybe I can me. maybe I will say that. I will say that. Maybe I can work on my messaging, you know. But yeah, so you know, he just wants you to have a quesadilla and some ketchup. That's all he wants. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you, Weege. Yes, he just wants you to enjoy a quesadilla. How about how about a how about a girlfriend? Can we work on that? 
so you just go to the river on a, on a weekend I mean, off I, I, I instead have of had a girlfriend yeah um, instead of Portugal would you like me would you like me to date uh, like a have a really bad girlfriend because I don't think that would go well like there there has to be you're, some sort no, of like uh, no Kiefer knows wise choices, no right? Kiefer knows your standards are too high. <laughs> Lower the standards, then, is what you're saying. Yes. Don't don't go to Portugal on week 13 of the year. When Here's you can... my advice. Settle. <laughs> you're like Christian Craig right now, man. Just take podiums, JT. Just take podiums. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You know? so You got a nice, I, solid... I, I feel like I take podiums. I really do. Like, I don't think this is the forum to get into the taking the podiums, but I feel like I take podiums. You, you're not taking anything if you're going to Portugal in week 13 after 12 straight weeks of Supercross. You're not taking anything. Like, there's got to be some reason for you to not go to Portugal after 12 weeks on the road, 12 weekends on the road. That's, that's, Maybe I like motocross, Steve. Ugh. The premier motocross series in the world, JT? Is that- <laughs> uh, well, there's been a development on that front. So uh, I would say one of uh, one of the premier championships uh, of the season. Okay. All right. Um, all right. I think this is the earliest we've ever got a review pod done. So I hope you, uh, I hope you uh, jerkies appreciate it. No, we did, we did them like after the race last year when we were all living together. The residencies. We, we did some uh, literally after the race. Yeah. Good point. That's true, but there was one, the final Houston one, uh, JT went to bed, and we had to bring in Phil. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Remember yeah, that? you guys are ridiculous with that, yeah. It was one in the morning, and JT's yeah, like, yeah, I'm gone. No. Yeah. I do remember <laughs> that, yeah. Okay, well, a normal race, I guess, one of the earlier review pods we've done. So, um, yeah. yeah. All right, well, uh, enjoy the week off, everybody, but JT. And uh, congratulations to Eli Tomek. I, I mean, I'm flying, like, first class to Portugal. Like, there, there are worse things that could happen to me than going – on a first-class Delta flight to Portugal to help commentate a world championship motocross event with like full VIP access for the weekend. Like that's not terrible. Like I, I'm not, you know, doing uh, community service, you know, like picking up trash on the side of the highway. That's not what would be happening. Is Lewis going to be there? Lewis will be there. We will be uh, going to dinner. Uh, I'll be picking up a podium and Lewis Phillips. We're going to dinner <laughs> on Friday night. Oh. <laughs> Great. And then uh, okay. also, too, can you please uh, mention Ferrado in the show? Thank you. The Funhouse? Yeah. You want the Funhouse? I will drop a Ferrado mention just for you. Ferrado Funhouse mention beating Ben Watson regularly every single week. Suck it, Lewis. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you to our sponsors, Weeds, JT. Thanks, boys. See you. See ya. <laughs> This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners. Don't change the air. Don't change the air.